You read that title right, and I am currently coming to you from the inside of our car because our house is still empty and every single room echoes, but we just moved all the way across the country from Nevada to the state of Alabama, and throughout that trip, throughout those weeks of packing up our house and living out of our house but still in Vegas, and then moving across the country for four days, doing that drive, and now here in an empty house for over a week, I've been consistent during this move, during this craziness with little kids and my husband having to go into work still for different things. So I'm going to share with you today what I did to stay consistent and keep my mindset in the right place because I'll be totally honest, the last few weeks have not been pretty. They haven't been my best, my most consistent, my most disciplined, but I've been in a really good headspace with how I have showed up. I've been in a lot of peace with it and I'm going to share where that all comes from today. So let's get into it. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency, and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. So a little backstory on this move so you have the context for where I'm coming from. My husband's in the military, so we do move every couple of years. Our first four years of marriage, actually, we moved four times. So this was kind of nice to spend four years in Las Vegas, have some stability for, well, for the most part, for a few years. But in June, over the summer, we found out we would be moving to Alabama. That's when we got word. The military was like, yep, Alabama it is. We found that out in June. In July we found out we would be moving in the month of October because it's kind of like a process. You find out, you you get to put your preferences in. So we we did that early summer, I believe, like May. And then we had to wait a little bit. And then we found out where we would be going. That was June. And then we found out when we would be going there a month later in July. We found out it would be October. So two months. We had July to October. So we basically had August and September to get ready to move. And that was a lot. That was, that's a really short timeline to be on with two kids and a cross-country move. Now, for me, being consistent in my journey isn't a circumstantial thing. Uh, it's part of who I am. It's just part of what I do. It's part of my day-to-day. So I knew I would just simply have to figure it out, what logistically that would look like in my routine with my workouts, with our nutrition. I mean, we still don't have a bunch of our kitchen stuff. I think we have a pan, like a, a cooking pan. We've got an oven pan and I've got two spatulas. That's all we've got going for us right now in a knife. And I also had to take into the account the logistics of coordinating the move 
and this podcast, on top of just my routine and being like the normal day-to-day stuff that we all have on our shoulders, being a mom, raising kids, I also run this podcast. I wanted to make sure I wasn't trying to do this during those weeks we were moving, so I had to do a bunch of work up front to have all the episodes ready to go. This is the only one that I've recorded since like the early September, just to give you like a time frame. I did all the episodes that have been going up the past few weeks. The ones that are coming up the next couple weeks have been done for almost over a month now, because I knew I had to prepare in that sense. But when it comes to my journey, that's a day-to-day thing, right? So I had to do a few things to keep everything running as smoothly as possible, right? It wasn't like perfectly smooth, but I, I did three things specifically that just helped me keep my routine in a place that I was happy with. And so I'm going to share what that was. First thing, and before I get into this, I just want to share that I'm not an expert on moving, Uh, especially with kids, because this was a first, but I did put up a Q and A. So I'll be answering a couple questions about that. Most of them I did just answer with our move, like kind of the backstory. Um, but (laughs) I'm not going to be giving a ton of like moving, tangible moving tips, because even though this is our fifth move, this is our first one with kids. So I really have been winging it to be honest. And, um, I basically just approached it as, you know, things are going to go wrong. This is going to be crazy town for the next few weeks, but I have full confidence that physically we will end up in Alabama and it'll all be fine. And we have, we are here. (laughs) It's worked out. Um, So there's that. If you want to know how how I handled that craziness, that really is just the mindset I took on every day when I woke up. I was like, you know what? We'll end up there. It will all work out. I just had to trust that. So let's talk about the consistency side of things. Um, And I want... I kind of summed it up into a three-step process because when I reflect back, I go, okay, that's really what I did. I kind of do it second nature. I do it without thinking. But when I when I think about it tangibly, this is what I did to keep my journey going, to keep it a focus amidst all of this craziness of a move. I planned, I prepared, and I was present. So first, let's talk about planning. Physically, I took a calendar. I took my planner and I planned out my workouts where I would do them, what it would be, and ideally what time of day. So and when we were still in Las Vegas, I could pretty much keep the same routine I was doing. I was on the same time zone. I was used to it. We were, you know, I was able to get up before the kids, do my workout then. That's what I did when we were still in Las Vegas. Now, when we are on the road, totally different story. And I will share that when we get there. Um, but I knew that looking ahead, okay, I'm going to finish this workout program that I was doing. I can go for runs. I can go for walks. I know that over the next few weeks, I wouldn't have equipment. So what kind of workouts would I want to be doing? You know, it's honestly been a lot of walking and running and that's been pretty much been it because that's all I can really do here without our equipment. Um, and then on the nutrition side, as the weeks dwindled down in our house, I kept mental tabs on the food that we had left. I chose and went for easy to grab fruits and vegetables that I knew wouldn't spoil. Um, And we really went through our freezer, ate a lot of the stuff out of our freezer, which was a lot of frozen vegetables, and just made sure that we weren't wasting too much, but that we were buying foods and giving ourselves options that were still healthy day to day. Uh, for meals and for snacks and everything, but that would go quickly. Like I wasn't doing huge grocery hauls. I was just kind of keeping mental tabs. It was pretty mentally exhausting doing that, but I was just constantly keeping mental tabs of, okay, what's in our pantry? What's in our fridge? What can I cook from this? What can we get rid of? What do I need to buy? Not necessarily want to buy, but what do I need to buy to make sure that we can use it? You know, not buy too much of it and just 
get through and then not have to bring as much food with us on this drive. And as for everything else, like all the other stuff, podcasting, getting stuff ready for the move, I brain dumped. I mean, massive brain dump, blank, blank sheet of paper. I was like, all right, for this move, what rooms do I want to go through and purge? What, I, what, you know, paperwork do I need to get done? Who do I need to call? What addresses do I need to change? It was like 8 billion things. I'm still going through the list because there's stuff I needed to do when we got here. And I segmented it. I just organized that. Same for the podcast. I was like, all right, how many episodes out do I want to get done so I don't have to worry about creating episodes while I'm also trying to move? All of that I brain dumped and then I scheduled it in and I was disciplined. I mean, I was the first two weeks of September. I was what's it? Nose to the grindstone. Is that the phrase? I'm so bad at those phrases, but whatever it was, I was working hard to get a ton of stuff done. So those weeks of packing, those weeks of having movers, those weeks of not being in our home, not being in a home, (laughs) you know, moving across the country, I wasn't having to worry about all that extra stuff. I had gotten it done on the front end. Excuse me. So that was the planning piece was really taking a calendar and saying, okay, workout wise, what can I do? What makes sense? And that's really where that piece came from was saying, okay, I I chose ahead of time what I was doing and I knew I would be okay with it then. So I'm just going to be okay with it now. Am I at the level of the 75 hard, live hard discipline that I've been able to maintain before? No, because I'm not in a season where that's realistic for me. And for most people, that's not, that wouldn't be realistic either. So why would I expect that of myself? in this time, but I'm not going to let myself go off the hinges and just go cray cray and not work out at all. Right. So, um, planning was huge. Now let's talk about preparation because you can plan as much as you want. And, and that keeping mental tabs on food was part of the preparation, but I noted what I needed to take with me. I have some bands that are super easy to pack in a suitcase clothing wise for workouts. I just, I wrote that down. I said, okay, what do I need to pack? pack it. What do I need to have with me? Have it. And then the biggest piece of the preparation was communicating with my husband, communicating with Casey, what I was planning on doing. Hey, tomorrow I would really like to work out at some point because it's been a couple days or I need to for my sanity for this car ride. So I'm going to X, Y, Z. Here's my plan. Here's when I'm going to go. Is that cool with you? That's literally, I mean, we've been doing that for weeks now because we've both had to work around weird logistics that we're not used to weird circumstances. So communication has been huge. And I, with ample time ahead, ample ahead of ample enough ahead of time, man, I'm still adjusting you guys. The brain cells are struggling. Um, I communicated with Casey and ahead of time with enough time for him to wrap his mind around it, make sure he was good with it. wasn't conflicting with anything. Huge. Communicate, communicate, communicate. That's the best way you can prepare for any of this. And then everything else, like I said, the podcast, moving stuff, I did. So like I said, I scheduled it in. Once I brain dumped everything, I scheduled in when I needed to do it. And I did the tasks on the days they came up, period. Like I was like, I just have to follow through because if I don't, I'm going to have a to-do list the a mile long the day before the movers come and I literally won't sleep. And that's not healthy. So you just have to be disciplined. And even if you don't feel like it <laughs> to do stuff on days you don't want to do it, even in the craziest seasons of life. Okay. Just went through that. So again, plan, prepare. And then the last one is to be present in the moment. And this has probably been the most helpful thing for me. Mindset wise, I'm a very like, go, 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 do, do, do person. And I have a hard time doing this. I have a hard time being present. I have a hard time slowing down. Like I I just do. 
this is me being honest with you me being real. So what I had to do and what I had to really be present of mind doing was allowing myself to pivot or adjust as needed. I couldn't say, okay, I need to do this and just like white knuckle, hold on to it and not allow myself to be flexible. I had to be flexible. I had to be able to pivot. I took what I could get done workout wise or, you know, for what it was. If I could only get in a 20 minute run because it's getting dark outside and I'm tired and I didn't expect it. I thought it'd get longer. You know what? Okay. That's fine. I took what I could get for what it was versus comparing like what I was able to do during this move to what I can usually do when we're not in the middle of moving. It's kind of like comparing yourself to someone else. They have different circumstances. They've got a different life going on. They've got a different schedule. They've got different kids, a different house, a different husband, different everything. Why would you compare to someone else? In the same breath, why would I compare what I'm capable of doing right now, like logistically, to what I'm capable of when circumstances are a lot more stable and a lot more normal, right? So you have to be present, of, you know, present enough to be aware of that. And allow yourself that flexibility, allow yourself that grace to say, I know this isn't what I'm normally capable of, but circumstances are different. So I'm going to do the best with what I have right now. And that's what I chose to do. And that, that really allowed me to be present and at peace. Again, that mindset piece of, you know, the mindset side of stuff where I could say, I just feel fine. Even though I'm, this is nowhere near what I'm capable of. Usually I had a lot of peace around it and this is why. Um, so I'm going to be really raw here. If you really want to know what it's looked like the past few weeks. So we left on a Saturday, October 1st, we left on a Saturday and we went to Albuquerque, we went Vegas, Las Vegas to Albuquerque, which on the map is eight and a half hours. It took us like almost 13 because we were in, like, I put the car in park twice on the freeway because <laughs> traffic was so bad. <laughs> oh man. So that was a long day. That was day number one. So, so day number one, 13 hours, we get there at like 10 PM. We're exhausted. There was no way I was getting up at five and there was a time change. So we're used to Pacific standard time. We get to Albuquerque. It's mountain standard time. We pop forward an hour. So that means when I wake up at 7 AM, it feels like 6 AM for my body. If I tried to wake up at 5 AM that time to get outside and go for a workout, it would have felt like 4 AM after getting in. I mean, I didn't go to sleep till almost midnight, four hours of sleep. No, thank you. No, thank you. So, well, actually five. Yeah. If I'd tried to get up at 5 AM, see my brain cells are really struggling still y'all. So Albuquerque, I woke up and when I went to bed that night, I was like, it's not worth it physically for me to try to work out in the morning because I will be way overtired. I have three more days of driving a vehicle with my child in it across the country. There's no way I'm going to try to work out tomorrow. And that's how I made my decisions day to day. So Albuquerque, we got up in the morning, hit the road, Albuquerque, and then we drove to Oklahoma City. So we drove all the way through the state of New Mexico and then across the top of Texas and then through half of Oklahoma into Oklahoma City. And that drive on the map was seven and a half hours. It took us about nine and a half, you know, stops, kids, all that fun stuff, which is not bad. Nine and a half hours. We got there when it was still light outside. And that night I was like, man, I would really like that night. I was really itching to do a workout the next day. You know, that was, let's see, that drive was Sunday. So I was itching to do workout the next day. It was Monday morning, not because it was a Monday, but just because, you know, I hadn't the day before it was just kind of weird. I was just like, I just really feel like I should be 
doing a workout right now. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to move my body. We'd been sitting for hours over the course of two days. But when I woke up in the morning, <laughs> we slept in until, cause we were in central time at this point. So now our bodies are trying to adjust two hours forward. We woke up at like seven 30. We wanted to hit the road early every morning. And I was like, man, I was tired. The sleep is what my body needed. Yeah. A workout probably would have been nice. I probably would have benefited from it, but I really actually needed that sleep. And so I was at peace that next morning saying, you know what? I didn't work out. I guess I won't go for a run. It's fine. Then we drove from Oklahoma City to Memphis. And that was six and a half hours on the map. Took us about eight. So not too bad of a day. Um, We got there that night. I was thinking about working out that night. We had barbecue for dinner. And I was like, yeah, my body's not feeling a workout after that meal. So I got up the next morning. I was able to get up early. It felt good. Actually, the reason I got up early was because the fire alarm went off at 5 a.m. Woke our whole fam- woke our whole family up, so I had to get the boys back to sleep. Um, I've never had a hotel fire alarm go off. It brought me back to my freshman year of college, living in the dorms, and the fire alarms going off. Whew, man alive, not fun. So I was like, well, I'm awake now, so I guess I'll go work out. And it felt really good. I lifted some weights. Um, I sweat really well. It was like 45 minute workout. It felt amazing um, in the hotel gym that we were staying at. And so in Memphis was my first workout over the course of like three days. And that was uh, a Tuesday morning. And then we went Memphis and got down here to Alabama. That last day took us about seven and a half hours. And it was awesome. Over the course of four days, I got one workout. Well, okay. Two workouts because the morning we left Vegas, I did go for a run, I think, or was that the day before? I honestly can't even remember. But when we were in Las Vegas, I kept my normal routine again. Like I said, getting up early in the morning, doing a workout before the kids and the family got up and, you know, calling it a day. Most of the time those were runs. Um, A a couple of times I went to the gym on base and, you know, did a weights workout because our stuff was all packed up. But otherwise, you know, it's just, and now being here in Alabama, we haven't had our stuff for over a week. And it's just a matter of me, you know, doing what I can when I can do it. I'm going to do a group fitness class tomorrow morning. I'm so excited about it. It'll be really fun, but my focus realizing, okay, you know, physically the workout side of stuff hasn't been ideal. So I chose to take a health focus since I can't be as physically active as I'd like to be. I said, okay, I still need to treat my body well. So I've been stretching as much as I can and where I can get that in, especially during that road trip. Uh, I've been using the Theragun a lot, which helps release some of those muscular, you know, the tension in your muscles and some of those places, kind of like foam rolling, but you know, handheld. And then I really took a nutrition focus when we were in the car, when we were getting meals out to eat and whatnot, I was eating when I was hungry. I was really tuning into my hunger cues, choosing healthier snacks, choosing the healthier options for meals. Um, I've been doing a gallon a day since October 1st, which is the day we hit the road. Um, (laughs) so that was interesting for road tripping and going to the bathroom. And I was able to do a workout on that last day of our road trip and been doing them here and there since we've gotten here to Alabama. But I mean, I really had to say, okay, I can't do what I usually like to do, but I can still put my effort and energy into something in my journey. I don't have to just throw it out the window because it's not what I'm used to. I can still find a way to make this work. I can still find a way to have peace about how I'm showing up and confidence in how I'm showing up. And that's how I did it. Uh, road trip wise and moving and all that stuff. I did have a really good question come in about, and most of the questions revolved around stuff I've talked about, but one specifically was about how have I prepared the kids for this? Because 
Um, that's hard. Like, you know, my our boys are four and two. So for them, this transition they understand is happening, but they don't really understand it, if that makes sense. It's kind of weird. Uh, and we also haven't had stuff in our house for a week now. You know, for them, it's just a weird transition. And I don't think there's any way you can perfectly prepare kids so they're not affected and it's not hard on them. I mean, our boys have had their moments. Their behavior's definitely been more difficult than normal, but that's how kids respond to new situations that they're not familiar with and things that are weird and off. And we don't have furniture, so, like, there's nowhere to sit. You got to eat on this built-in counter thing that we found (laughs) in our kitchen. Like, it's just not normal for them. So they're going to have a hard time. And it's hard for the parents as well. It's hard for me and Casey because... You know, we're trying to keep them occupied. We're trying to cook meals. We're trying to eat meals as a family on the floor, standing up. It's just so weird and so awkward. So there's no way you can perfectly prepare a kid. But what I did, especially for Royce, my oldest, who's four, was talk to him about it. Ever since we found out, hey, we're moving to Alabama, we've been learning about Alabama. We've been talking about where we're going to live, where, we, where we're at on the map. Um, his favorite new song is Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner, <laughs> because we sing that all the time. Probably listen to that 40 times during our road trip. <laughs> so funny. And, um, you know, just little things like communication. I, I think we can overthink what we can do for our kids. And I'm a zero, zero percent a parenting expert here speaking, just speaking from my experience solely. But we were just very open and honest and transparent with what was going on, the timeline we were on. Hey, the movers are coming next week. They're coming this day. This is what they're going to do. He has a 8 billion questions at this age. So of course I'm doing my best to answer every single one as best as I can. So he just feels some ownership and a part of the process and not totally blindsided by it. So I think the biggest thing you can do for your kids just to help them transition is communicate early, often, and all the time about what's going on, treat them like an adult, you know, treat them like an old kid who understands because they do, they really, they understand something's changing. And when they, they can't grasp anything with it, it's really hard on them. So just communicate and tell them and be honest, you know, um, I'm going to share links in the show notes below and on the blog, on the blog post for this episode of the podcasts that I enjoyed listening to our Spotify playlists and, um, that were helpful on the trip. One of them was blippy. One was one that I made. (laughs) So I'll share those. It's a solid blippy playlist. That's all I got to say. And honestly, when it comes to consistency, I just want to share a parting thought here on days like these and seasons like this, you just have to adjust what you expect of yourself and be realistic. I think just having a realistic outlook on what the short span of time is going to look like for you is the best way you can approach it. So you still feel consistent. So you're still being consistent. You're just maybe shifting your focus to a different part of your journey, to a different way that you're showing up. And it's for a season. It's for a short time. You will get your feet under you again. You will. You have to believe that. You have to know that. You will get your feet under you again, and you will be able to show up in a different way, the way you want to be showing up, more disciplined, more consistent, whatever more quantity of what you're doing, you'll get there eventually. But in this season right now, you just have to decide what it'll look like for now and be okay with it. Be at peace with it because you already decided ahead of time when you weren't in the midst of the craziness, what it would look like. And you committed. And if there's times when you're like, wow, what I decided ahead of time would be what I wanted to do really isn't working out with these circumstances, you know, adjust and be at peace with that because you're in it now. 
and, and you can adjust as you need to have that confidence to pivot the way you need to pivot, to be flexible where you need to be flexible and to follow through and be disciplined when you do have the opportunity to follow through because you need to do that too for yourself for your family, for those around you, for your sanity, to make it through a season like this. So right back to it. That's what I want you to do. Once you get out of this season, that's what I'm doing. Our stuff should come this week. So I'm so excited to really just settle in, get our home gym set back up and get going with what we're used to. But until then, I'm continuing to pivot. I'm continuing to be flexible and communicate with my family, with my husband, about what that looks like for me, about what I need in the moment, what I want to go get done. So physically I can be the best, not just for me, but for my family, because they need that, especially in the season where things are, you know, different. So that's all I got for you. If you want more of the visual on this, if you want those links, and if you want that for any of the episodes that I put out, I put up a blog fo- blog post for every single episode on the toughlovemom.com backslash blog. You can also find it on like the bar, the navigation bar up top, but at the toughlovemom.com at our website, you can find every single episode in blog post form. So if you need visuals for stuff, if you want to go read through things, the bulleted points um, that I used for each show for each episode, you can get that there. So go head over to the website, find what you need to find. There are already dozens of blog posts up. So go get equipped, go get after it. Before you go, Thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.